Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. I'm going to go ahead and pray really quickly for um, unction. If you would, I don't know if we're online or not, but whoever whoever's here listening or afterwards, we would ask that you would raise one hand as a sign of faith and let your heart agree with me. Father God, we worship you in the matchless name of Jesus. We exalt the matchless name of Jesus above every other name that's named, both now, hallelujah, and all the ages to come. And Father, we ask tonight that you would grant to me unction, opening my mouth to make known the mystery like it ought to be made known tonight. We ask that the preaching and the teaching would be in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. We ask you for that, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, if you would raise the other hand so that both hands are up in the air and give him a shout. Hallelujah, Lord! Glory to God. So uh, this is Healing School. If you want to take a look at what it's about, the website is under construction, but you could go to healingschool.com. That's H-E-A-L-I-N-G-S-K ool.com there you will find healing tech training materials you will also find um, uh, pdfs to preach and teach and then uh, 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 other additional materials so you can go check that out uh, tonight um, i guess it's going to be hsk 54 because um, i could not find the original outline and for some reason <laughs> my devices wiped out all of john lake's material so hallelujah the outline is uh here uh that an outline is also posted i think on the healing tech tab so uh we do a 20-20-20 format 20 minutes of teaching designated scriptures and uh reading from a proven healing minister then the next 20 minutes is the healing tech themselves choose scriptures and give examples or illustrations of the healing truths and the last 20 minutes we work the word Hallelujah. And so uh, basically, I went ahead and named this the life of God. And so uh, you can look at Romans 8.11. I encourage you to look at all scriptures as an act of your faith. Hallelujah. Romans 8.11 says here, But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So this, uh, Brother Hagin said that any time a person is raised from the dead, it requires gifts of healings and the working of miracles because they're dead. And so this scripture here says that the Holy Ghost, we know that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of God or by the Holy Ghost. He is the arm of the Trinity. And so it says here, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So the spirit of God raised Jesus from the dead, healed him of what killed him. The working of uh, miracles came into manifestation and did not stop there. We're talking about the life of God, the life and substance of God himself. 
And so it says here that that spirit who raised Christ from the dead uh, dwells in you. So that, otherwise you couldn't even get born again. What happened is the life and the very substance of God himself came to live in you. Now when the Holy Ghost raised Jesus from the dead, uh, like I said, he healed him of what killed him, both through the gifts of healings and the working of miracles. So already you're set for whatever you need. But then that power of the Holy Ghost did not stop there because he actually changed the... Um, he changed the chemistry of the body, and he changed the actual sinew and flesh of the body. Because now he has a, a spirit body or a completely glorified body. This is what the power of the substance and life of God does. There's a term throughout the New Testament, it makes alive. Hallelujah. And so like in the garden, when um, God created Adam, it, was, it sounded like he was just a clay-type uh, almost doll or something. But then he breathed the life of God into him. And that life makes stuff alive. Hallelujah. And so, um, where's my little outline? Hallelujah. Uh, so, um, the uh, truth point here is I will speak, if you will speak the word of God, you will literally provoke the spirit of God to heal and change your body. <clears throat> um, and the illustration, support illustration or reading from a proven minister's reading is from John G. Lake. And so John G. Lake was known during the bubonic plague time. Uh, he was a fivefold minister, so he did have the gifts of the Spirit. But the things he had to say about the life of God um, make it a free-for-all for anybody. During the bubonic plague, there would be dead bodies laid out, uh, and when they would die of the plague, a foam would come up and out of their mouths. And so Lake would just go and scoop that up in his hand. It's incredibly, you know, toxic. And then they would put his hand under a microscope and watch it die. And so he did a series of experiments. And I don't know why my iPad did not retain the book, because the book that it said it was, I know it's not, because I know the book. But so Lake went and actually went to these colleges and had them attach stuff to his head to measure the life of God. So um, let's see here. Please, it's so weird. Okay. Great. Scientists tell us that a single inch of a man's skin, within a single inch of a man's skin, there, this is actually under a, t a chapter that was not on my iPad called The Science of Healing. This can be measured very easily. I went in for a thing, uh, one of those things. They put you in a tube. What is it? I don't know. Is that what it is? Yeah. So I was there in California, and they were going to stick me in that tube thing. So right before she pressed the button, she goes, oh, by the way, don't pray when you're in there. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> she didn't know I'm a Christian, and she didn't know I'm a minister. She goes, don't pray when you're in there. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, it changes the outcome. I'm like, Okay, cool. So, <coughs> scientists tell us in a single inch of a man's skin, there are 1,500,000 cells. Uh, they have almost doubled that statement now. Be that as it may, I want you to see the whole structure of a man's life is one wonderful cellular structure. Your body, your brain, your bone is just one cellular structure. In the process of digestion, it's something like this. The food we eat is reduced to vegetable lymph before it is absorbed by the body. 
but no scientist in the world has been able to satisfactorily explain the changes in the lymph uh, that makes the lymph into life. So something happens in it, in the body, that changes it into life. I want to tell you what grew up in my mind and my soul, how um, sometimes I would feel in the attitude of prayer, just as I have felt hundreds of times, the impulse of the Spirit moving down through your brain and your person to the end of your fingers, just little impulses of God's presence in your life. And I have said, if there was an instrument powerful enough, I believe men could see the action of the brain cells and see what took place. Here is the secret of digestion. When from the spirit of man and through the spirit of man, there is imparted to every cell of your body waves of light. Waves of life. Uh, it is the movement of your spirit. Spirit impulses passing from the cortex cells of the brain to the very end of your fingers, toes, and every cell of your body. And when they touch that vegetable lymph, it is transformed into life. Hallelujah. That is common transmutation. Then he talked about how some scientists were even taking zinc and through a wire turning it into gold. And so he continued on here that he went to John Hopkins University. <laughs> they just had him, he had him put all this stuff on his head. For they attached an instrument to uh, record the vibrations of my brain. This instrument had an indicator that would mark according to the vibrations of the mind. I began by repeating soothing things like the 23rd Psalm. Then I repeated the 37th Psalm. And then the 35th chapter of Isaiah. Then the 91st Psalm. Then Paul's address before Agrippa. Uh, then I went into secular literature. So what he's doing is he's going back and forth between, you know, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So he's going, my, I love this book, it, my husband says it's different from every other book in the universe because it's alive. Hallelujah. And so he's going back from words that are life to secular. And so then I went into secular literature and I repeated the charge of the light brigade, Poe's Raven, with a prayer in my heart that somehow God would connect me with my soul and the Holy Ghost. My difficulty was this, um, is that I could not keep the spirit from coming on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when I would go through Poe's Raven, they said, you're a phenomenon, uh, because he's going back and forth, and the thing starts moving. I think he wanted to withhold it a little bit here. You have a wider mental range than any human being we have ever seen. But it was this, that the spirit of God kept coming upon me in a degree, so I could feel the moving of the spirit within me. But I prayed in my heart, Lord God, if you only let the spirit of God come on me like the lightnings of God. For my soul for two seconds. I know something's going to happen that these men have never seen before. So I close the last lines and all at once, the spirit struck me in a burst of praise in tongues. And the old indicator on the instrument went to the end of the rod. And I haven't the least idea how much farther it would have gone if there had been an indicator to record it. The instructor said, we have never seen anything like it. I replied, it's the Holy Ghost. So, um... There was the other one. Let's see here. Um, well, you know, they the iPad just stripped everything away. But um, when he was, another time, they attached stuff to his head, and they said that they had never seen, I thought they said the cells of the adrenal cortex extend as much as when he was saying that. Now, that's what their instr instrumentation back there. So a lot of people like this message because it's very sciencey. But we don't have to know what's going on in the human body. Right. We just believe 
that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is literally living on the inside of us. And our job is to get past the body and what it's saying, get past the mind and get into our spirit man and provoke the spirit of God to rise up and change our body. So he also said a lot of things about the rapture, the resurrection. He said that same power that will change our bodies at the rapture is the power living in us right now. And him and Brother Moore and different ones have said that basically uh, when we are speaking the word of God, the spirit of life that will ultimately change our body, the down payment of the purchase possession. When we speak the word, that life that will change our body rises up and quickens it and changes it. It will heal you of what made you sick. And if part of your body or there's an organ that's dead because of disease, it'll fix it. Hallelujah. And so let's see here. Uh, let's see here. There was some guy they brought to him that had inflammation in his bone. I said, you take your, verse 5 said, bring him here. Then he said, you take your instrument and attach it to that fellow's leg, but leave enough space for me to get my hand on his leg, and you, and, and you, and you can have it attached on both sides. So when this thing was ready, I put my hands on this man's shin, and I prayed just like Mother Etter prays. No strange prayer, but the cry of my heart to God. God, kill this devilish business by the power of God and let him live. Uh, let it move in him. Then I said, gentlemen, what is taking place? And they said, every cell responds. All there is to it, all there is to it is the life of God comes back into the part of the body that's afflicted, and right away blood flows in and the work is done. My soul has grown tired long ago of men treating the whole subject of Christianity as though it were child's play. We have our physical sciences. We have our psychological sciences. We have the action of the mind, taught in great schools of the land, but there is something greater. One of these days, there's going to be a new chair. It will be the chair of pneumatology, the science of the spirit, by which men will undertake to discover the laws of God. Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, men shall know that God is alive, and the living Spirit of God is no dream. Hallelujah. Uh, so just ha let me have a little bit of mercy here. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Beloved real Christian and a real Christian church undertakes to bring mankind to the real life of the Lord Jesus, knowing that when the life of Jesus come, comes, the light of civilization and Christianity will follow. But life is the first thing. As men traveled from God and as the world traveled from God, men naturally fell into their own consciousness and soul states and proceeded in the common way of the world to endeavor to bless the world through light. But light never saved a world. Light will never save the world. There must be a divine content from on high that comes into the soul to enrich it and to empower it, to illuminate and to even glorify it and deify it. Hallelujah. For this purpose, through Jesus Christ, is to the outward appearance, appearance and the habits of life, but in nature and substance and content, in spirit and soul and body, like the Son of God. So he's saying that that life of God, its ultimate purpose is to make us like God, spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah, the very substance of God. Let's see here. In our day, we have almost come to the place where the world is being taught to believe that the message of Christianity is morality. 
so good. Be decent, don't act like a pig. Keep the beast under control. This is about the message, that is about the message of modern Christianity. Jesus Christ never wasted his time establishing mere morality. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, declared immortality. To be the goal of Christianity is its attainment. Hallelujah. Uh, the purpose of God for you and I is that I will raise him up in the last days. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to talk about how mankind, how, you know, Adam and Eve, they fell. And when they fell, their foolish hearts were darkened. And they exchanged the glory of God for that of, a, of the glory of a creature, a fallen entity. And that's when in dying, they died. Their bodies began to die. And so he goes on to talk about the subject of righteousness by faith. That when we believe we are the righteousness of God, our hearts are illuminated and it accesses the resurrection power. And if Adam and Eve could, um, it says they actually exchanged the glory of God for that of um, man or a four-footed beast. <laughs> if they could do that, we can change it back. Hallelujah. We can change it back by saying we are the righteousness of God and by siding in with the truth that the same spirit, that spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and he will quicken, he will make alive every cell in my body through his spirit who lives in me. Hallelujah. You with me? And this is whatever you need, okay? Because our spiritual father is Abraham. And it said Abraham, uh, he hung around with God, who calls those things that be not as though they were, hallelujah, and gives life to the dead. Anytime you're giving life to the dead, that's miracle-working power. And it says there that Abraham, our spiritual dad, hallelujah, he considered not his own body, now dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He's 100 years old, she's 100 years old, and she's not only 100 years old, but her womb never worked. And so he considered not his own body, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, the one he had promised he was able to perform. And so if we sit ourselves down and begin to speak the word of God regarding our body, I forgot to talk with you about this, but uh, when I do this, when I sit myself down for 15 minutes maybe to speak the word of God, I sit myself down, I take a deep breath, hallelujah, because the Holy Ghost is the breath of God, hallelujah. And as an act of faith, I'll take a deep breath and exhale. So I'm relaxed. And I'll also go, ha, ha, ha. So I'm hooking in by faith to the spirit of joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength, hallelujah. And so in doing this, I also close my eyes because I'm going to focus on what scripture I'm talking about. I'm going to focus. I'm going to meditate or mutter or chew that baby up. And I'm going to see. Now, like my husband, he has a very strong palate. He can tell if fish has been fried on that grill before his steak was. Because he can taste it. Or he can taste, they have a little bit of garlic in here with horseradish. He can taste the nuances. As we begin to speak the scriptures, um, one word might stand out to us. That spirit. Who raised, if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, he who raised Christ from the dead is quickening, is making alive every cell in my body through his spirit who dwells in me. We're looking for what words jump out at us. We're looking for that flavoring. And as we acknowledge that, hallelujah, it's working on our liver. Hallelujah. And so now this is the part of the outline where the healing technician chooses their own stuff. 
So you can go to Proverbs 4.22 very quickly. We'll go to James 3 first. James 3. James 3. And so verse 2. The most important part of your body, say somebody tells you you have brain cancer. Say someone tells you you have a defective heart. Say someone tells you you have uh, cancer in the liver. The most important body part regarding all those diagnoses is this body part right here, your tongue. Because your tongue holds a place of authority in your body that no other organ does, according to Scripture. And when you combine that spiritual truth, that doctrinal truth, with the words of God, you have a very strong uh, medicinal practice. Hallelujah. James 3 and verse 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body. Hallelujah. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Okay? Look also at ships, though they are so large and are driven by fierce winds. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. We're not going to let our body bully us. We're not going to let our body tell us where we're going. We're not going to let our brain tell us where we're going. We love our doctor. We're thankful for doctors. We're not going to let our doctor tell us where we're going. You are a spirit. Go ahead and say that. Say, I am a spirit. Go ahead and say it again. I am a spirit. And I am the pilot of this boat. Hallelujah. And so you... As the spirit man are the pilot, and you're going to tell that body where it's going to go and how it's going to behave. You're going to tell that brain what it's going to do. Hallelujah. And so it says here, uh, let's see, uh, verse 4. Look also at ships, although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot... That's crazy. The little bitty rudder can turn a whole ship, and it's saying a whole ship that's in high seas winds. Hallelujah. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. See how great a forest fire a little fire kindles. Now, he's correcting people here, but, uh, you know, he's talking about fires that maybe aren't so good. But see, my tongue is hooked up to the fire of the Holy Ghost. I speak with tongues of fire. Hallelujah. So when I speak, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is an all-consuming fire, and he will rise up and consume weakness and sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. But my tongue, I'm righteous. You understand this? It's just like with uh, if, if a person's having trouble with sin, uh, just start saying you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Never fight with sin, ever. Never fight with it. Just say you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that tongue, that consuming fire, will consume those desires in your flesh. Hallelujah. And so the tongue is so set amongst our members that it defiles the whole body. Well, if it can defile it, just like it said before, it can bridle it too. It can defile it or rectify it. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see. And it sets, it, sets on fire by nature. it sets on fire the course of nature. Well, now Miss Jessie, she just went to be with the Lord. But before that, she had astounding victories in the area of breast cancer. And uh, she was just doing her healing scriptures. And uh, she said it was like the Holy Ghost wasn't taking hold together with her. And she said, that's crazy. 
I know my healing scriptures. And the Lord said, it's not healing you're dealing with, it's fear. Because your mom had breast cancer and her mom had breast cancer and died of it. And so, by the way, when she died, it was not from breast cancer. So, but anyway, she switched her confession right there and started saying that God had not given her a spirit of fear. She did a minimal treatment from the doctor and was gloriously healed. Hallelujah. So whatever nature is in your body, oh, your mom, oh, your dad, forget that. Because your nature can be altered by what you say. Hallelujah. Verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird, reptile, creature, and sea is tamed and has been tamed. But no man can tame the tongue, but the Holy Ghost and the Word can tame it. Hallelujah. Uh, it's an unruly, full of deadly poison. But if you hook it up with God, it's medicine. Amen. Hallelujah. With it we bless God our Father. With it we curse men who have been made in the similitude. Verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. See, he's just trying to show you here. You can hook your tongue up with one thing or the other, right? And we want to make sure that springs of blessing are coming up through us. Amen. Because it's a powerful, uh, I almost said weapon, powerful tool. Hallelujah. And so, yes. Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. It's so good. Proverbs 4.20. It says here, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them part from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, in the Jubilee Bible, it says, verse 22, those words, God's words, well, I like reading it again, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And they are medicine to all your flesh. This right here is actual medicine. And it is more powerful than any other medicine in the world. It is God's word. And I know that's an easy thing to amen, but it really is. It is medicine to your flesh. So if you sit down and start speaking the word for 20 minutes in an attitude of thanksgiving like it's already come to pass, I thank you, Father, that by his stripes I was healed. I thank you that I was healed. At first, you still might be thinking about your grocery list, uh, you know, or things you got to do. And oh, brother, also when you start doing this, God will remind you of stuff you need to do. But don't go do it. Write it down. Amen. And continue to say, I thank you, Father. Uh, by his stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Yes. Keep saying it, Brother Moore says. Um, he goes, well, you might say, well, how many times do I got to say it? And is it working? He goes, well, that's not what you're supposed to think about. Mm -hmm. He says, if you have to ask if it's working, he said, you need to close your eyes and say it some more, and it'll convince your own mind that it's working. Like I said, a girl from our church, you know, she wears one of those monitors for her sugars. It just stays on her arm. And she's so cute. She goes, I think I'm getting what you're saying. She goes, my monitor has, was in the green level all day today. It's good. It's green. It's good. And she goes, I'm starting to realize it's not about this. It's about this. And so if you sit there and see, the thing is, you don't got to work up a deal. The word of God has the power. It's like the more you say it, it's like, shuk, shuk. you're blowing up this giant balloon of the life of God. 
and it will lift you. You don't have to lift it. And you will find yourself. Suddenly, peace and joy is there. And as my husband said, if that, speaking the word can make you even smile a little bit or get into peace, it's working on your liver. Hallelujah. Now, Brother Moore also says about this finding it, finding it, finding it. He said it's not that God's trying to be mean, but he said the whole world of death and doubt, the whole world is saturated. The atmosphere that we live in is saturated with death, sickness, and doubt. And so that's why we look at the words of God. And that's why we fight the fight of faith. Because then the helmet of salvation comes on us. Amen. All of the uh, accoutrement, the, the, the articles of warfare come on us and our sword is raised. Hallelujah. So we can cut through the doubt, unbelief, and the negativeness of the very atmosphere that's infected with it. Hallelujah. And so he said, if you'll find it. And so, uh, you know, there was that one phrase that just changed my life. If I will take enough of God's word, long enough, it will heal me. Hallelujah. Isn't that great hope for you? Isn't that great hope? If I will take enough of God's word long enough, it'll heal me. Hallelujah. Now, with regarding to this, uh, but their life to those that find them and medicined all their flesh. Hallelujah. What does that mean, find them? I like the way Brother Moore says this. He says, Brother Moore said, well, what that means right there about finding his word. He said, if you'll stay with it long enough, the Lord will help you. And you'll change. And you'll open up. And you'll get it. And you'll find it. And it'll be life to you. And it'll become medicine to all your flesh. Isn't that great hope, man? Hallelujah. He also said this, and I believe I read this the other day, but it bears witness. Brother Moore said signs of a weak spirit. You're lazy. You're fearful. <laughs> You're anxious. You dread. This is not bad news. This is good news. Because what you can do is sit and speak the word until you don't feel like this anymore. Come on. Mm. Amen. Your spirit is depressed. Dragginess. When you're weak in your spirit, you don't want to do anything. You're lazy. You have no incentive. You have no excitement. You're weak. All you think about and talk about is what's wrong. And what's bad. You talk about quitting. You think about giving up. There's no use in going on. Do you understand that he was preaching this to his congregation, and a lot of his congregation are ministers? So we're even talking about ministers here. We're talking about everybody. Yeah. This is all the fruit of a weak spirit. Uh, he goes, but you can sit there, and what he said was, he said, you can sit there for two hours and speak the word and then tell me how you feel. Now he said an hour, two hours. He goes, the reason I'm saying that is, he said, because it takes some people that long before they can just get a little faith about them and say it in faith. Right. What else you got to do? <laughs> I mean, I see movies now that are three hours long. Terrible movies that artistically assault me in uh, their, their, you know, gluttony of all their expression. <laughs> you can sit there and just say the word of God. Amen? And it'll change your whole life. Hallelujah. Or you can sit there and worry and fret for two hours and not even have enough strength to crawl into bed. Hallelujah. He said this. This is so good. The ideal situation on this is to do what we're doing for an hour at least. 
Usually it takes most people that long to get their mind quiet and start saying things with a little bit of faith. You do that for an hour. I love this. You do this for an hour, strength will literally come out of him through your spirit and into your body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I told you guys what he said also. He was saying, um, he was saying that, um, is this not just sickness and disease? Everybody's getting older. <laughs> and he prophesied the end. He said, if you do this, your systems will not break down like everybody else's in advanced years. You'll be able to say that scripture with long life. Will you satisfy me? I don't want to live long life, be all crippled up, you know, out of my mind, you know, pain, cancer. No. With long life, he'll satisfy me. Amen. And in the midst of that, show me all the aspects of salvation. Mm -hmm. Part of that is his healing power. Amen. We're supposed to be pushing it so much that we're lining up for our bodies to be glorified. Hallelujah. When he comes, will he find faith on the earth? Hallelujah. Glory, glory. These are all good scriptures too, but I'm not going to read them. Hallelujah. And so I like that where he said that, that when you speak the word of God, life will come out of your spirit into your body. And the woman with the issue of blood, that is a good one. Well, I'll give you some other examples, but I don't know. Mark 5, you can go there really quickly. Mark 5. Now, this woman wasn't even born again. Mark 5. This is the woman that had the um, issue of blood coming out of her. And she'd been to many doctors and didn't get better, just got worse. But she's standing there and she says, she says, if I just touch the hem of his garment, Jesus, I'll be healed. And Jesus is in a whole crowd here. And lots of people are touching him. But it says here, she said, verse 28, for she said, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing himself, that power had gone out of him, turned around and said, who touched my clothes? See, he, didn't, he wasn't the one that sat there with a the magic wand and said, I shall heal thee. Almost every healing account in the New Testament had something to do with that person's faith also. Amen. So if she, and then he said, daughter, thy faith is made thee whole. Yes. He didn't say he did anything. He didn't even know who touched him. Right. And lots of people were touching him. But see, she said something, and when she said something, that power arced out of him into her physical body. Here's what's cool. You don't got to wait for Jesus to go by in a crowd. He lives right on the inside of you Amen. and touching you all the time. And if you really want him to reach out with that healing power of God, you speak the word of God, and that power rise up and arc. I was talking about how one time I went to the zoo, you know, you go there and meet with the alligator, crocodile place, whatever. Uh, I was in Africa too, you know, and there's always oh, crocodiles in there. Well, I look out there, I don't see nothing. Well, where are they? Well, they're asleep right now. Well, I guess you could have a whole zoo where the crocodiles and alligators aren't there. You just tell everyone they're asleep and you still got my money. <laughs> <laughs> but when feeding time comes, they come in with some chunks of meat and throw them out there. <laughs> there's a swirling, there's a churning, and up from the depths comes this powerful entity to smack, to grab that meat. When you speak the word of God, it might seem like the Holy Ghost, the one who raised Christ from the dead is dormant on the inside of you. But you start to speak the word of God right. and the one who raised Christ from the dead will come thundering up on the inside of you. Yes. And he will change your body 
and he will change your mind, your will, and your emotions and cause you to walk in divine health. Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Also, don't get upset if he comes for a counterattack. Well, I thought I was healed of this. Well, you were, but the devil don't like you having a testimony. He may come around again, but no worries. You're stronger than before. Hallelujah. You speak the word. So some examples of this. So I went to this one church in Flippin, Arkansas. That's awesome. Where I would be the flippin itinerant and get the flippin pastor. Anyway, so these towns in Arkansas have really weird names. Hallelujah. And so I went there, and there was a little boy who was born there with Down syndrome. You understand we have a lot of stories. I'm just picking out some. Okay? So he was born with Down syndrome. He's got that weird head. His eyes look different. You know how kids look when they're born with Down syndrome. And so his parents, though, begin to study on the life of God. And they begin to speak over their little boy. Well, it was a few years later. He's probably eight or nine when I went back. And so I ministered at the church. And then a lot of the church members were there in the lobby in a big room there. And so the kids were all running and playing and stuff. And I noticed this one kid in particular, really good-looking kid, like David, ready, good-looking. And uh, he was playing with other kids. And I noticed that this kid, first of all, he shined like a light bulb. And uh, he would razz the other kids. He was very smart. And so I was so taken with him. And so I asked Pastor there, I said, who's that kid? And he goes, that's the one that was born with Down syndrome. <laughs> he said his parents just started speaking the word over him. And as they did, he grew, that weird head left, his mind came into right being. I said, but, but he seems really smart. And he goes, and I talked to the mom, and she goes, yeah, we keep speaking the word, and he's beyond his contemporaries now. These are real things, dude. <laughs> real things. Hallelujah. Yeah, Pastor Belinda. She had this, like, weird, uh, she went to the doctor, and they said there's some kind of hormone in her body that's telling him there's, there's some kind of growth in there. So she just went home and got Charles Capps, I think, little book about healing. That's a real powerful little book. We send that to people sometimes. Usually I don't want to send Christ a healer, but you send the little one, you know. And, uh, and uh, she just started speaking the word. She said, I got that. and started speaking my scriptures, oh, during the day, oh, at night. Oh, I keep that little book with me and pull it out. She goes, oh, all day. Like Brother Hagen said that when he would lay in bed at night while everyone's asleep, he would just cling to Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. Cling to it. Say it over and over and over again. Clinging his only hope. Hallelujah. And what happened was she went back to the doctor and they said, oh, that, that, that growth is gone. But the hormone's still there. We don't understand what's going on. So she just kept speaking the word of God and then she went back and uh, guess what happened? They didn't even know there was two growths there. But both of them are gone now and so is that hormone. Now, that's someone you know. Amen? Tons of people know how to stand on the word. Uh, I'll give you one more uh, story here uh, because we started two minutes late, still adhering to the outline. So the, Rain the Word of Faith magazine talked about this one couple, and her mother had Alzheimer's. And she was so sad because her mom just slowly in front of them disintegrated into a person they didn't even know and who didn't know them. And so what they did is they purposed, I thought they were keeping Brother Higgins' healing scriptures going. You know, those are great. 
You know, he's not yelling or anything. It's just a very methodical, blessed voice. Amen? And it's so peaceful, and there's a strong healing anointing on it. Hallelujah. And he puts everything in the same category, from the common cold to cancer. Just say this word, hallelujah, and God will change your body. Amen. And so uh, they started playing that, and they also started speaking the word of God over her. And they said, slowly but surely, they called it the lights coming back on in her eyes. Hallelujah. We've seen so many people. And she came back to totally normal. And she's an older lady. Well, she's an older lady, you know. Don't, don't they all get Alzheimer's? Don't they all get old timers? No, they don't. Because, you know, Brother Hayden's very adamant about that, too. Just because you're older doesn't mean you stop believing God. <laughs> when you go, you decide when you're going to. You don't get to die when you want to. You have to ask God about everything. You have to ask God about your call of God. You have to ask God what he wants you to do today. You have to ask God when he wants you to die. You don't get to just die. Hallelujah. It is disobedience uh, to, you know, just not check in with him. Amen. Amen. And so there are so many stories. You know what I mean? I mean, Lonnie was even telling the story that where he, you know, was believing God and his hand really started hurting. He, I was just going to healing things tonight and he, was talking about how fear he got healed twice from f physically when he dealt with fear isn't that funny and oh i'm sorry and uh bosworth said that too he said sometimes in dealing with the sick the first thing to deal with is fear and fear is a spirit so you can say god has not given me a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind Brother Hagen, you can reread the Believer's Authority, just a little book, and then you just bind the spirit of fear. You can even bind doubt and unbelief. Amen. So Lonnie was dealing with his hand, and uh, he's installing glass. So there's a certain way he had to hold the glass to get it in, certain tools. And he said that hand just really started hurting him. And, oh, his mom's got arthritis. You know, his family's got a history of arthritis. So he said, before he even dealt with it or something, he's just afraid. He's just walking around, not thinking about it. And his hand getting worse and worse. And then he's like, oh, brother, my hand's just getting worse. And he started, because of the fear and the hand kept getting worse, he would start compensating for it in other places with his body. And if I like, okay, I got to get on this thing here. I got to start believing God. And so... He said from there, now he said faith is released in word or actions. So he said the next time when he would go install that glass, he said, I would, oh, and then he said the fear came, you're going to lose your job, you and Dana are going to go broke, and um, that's it. And so the fear, and so he said, I know I got to get on. You know, you get to that point, you're like, oh, man, has it come to believe in God? <laughs> He said at one point his shoulder was going bad too and he got all afraid about it. Kept going to chiropractor, paying money. He's like, ugh, it's not worth I just got to get in faith. You know what I mean? Get in the word. Start speaking the word. And God would cause that fear to leave. Hallelujah. It's so funny. You get into fear and then there's more pain there. You know what I mean? And so, so he said, uh, he goes, I purpose then that day when I hold my tool, I'm not compensating for nothing. I'm going to hold it the way I used to hold it. And he said, when he did it, it hurt. <laughs> he said, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. And then he said, uh, there was one point where I guess he has to pull a tool across the, the whole window. And he said, it hurt like fire. And he was so afraid. And he goes, I'm going to pull this tool. And I don't care. 
He goes, I don't care how much it hurts, and I don't care if my arms fall off. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to bow down to this thing. I'm going to pull this thing by faith. And he said he went, and it hurt like fire. And his hand was totally fine then. Hallelujah. You know, he's the healer. And the only reason we say these scriptures is all of a sudden life starts coming up. And when that life, your body's quickened, but also he leads and guides you how to walk through all this. Amen? Amen. He gets rid of little lies, and you know what I mean? Gives you little things to do to walk out your healing. He is the healer. Bosworth said something interesting. He said, um, why? He goes, in coming and seeking healing, the first thing you want to be healed for is to do the will of God. You don't want to be healed just so you can skip church and go take your boat out on Sunday morning. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That's a good bargaining tool with God, too. God, I'm doing your will. Now, there's just a need here. You know what I mean? That my liver works, you know? And, and he also said, don't seek the blessing without seeking the blesser. He said, many <clears throat> who have, how do you say that? He said, many, some people have killed themselves, completely killed their body out of depression, while others have decided to believe God. And their body is strengthened while they develop an amazing relationship with their Heavenly Father. And once you get one thing from God, that's how you get everything else. Amen. Hallelujah. Not to mention you give it to others. Hallelujah. So now we're going to speak the Word of God is the clinic side of this. Hallelujah. So I would encourage you to sit back in your chair. We want everybody uber relaxed, okay? Super relaxed. Hallelujah. And we're just going to speak the word for a little while here. Amen? <clears throat> what we're doing is we're taking medicine. And because we're all speaking the word together, it's even more concentrated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So go ahead and take a deep breath and breathe out. Take another deep breath and breathe out. <clears throat> and maybe start like this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> a little bit louder. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Father. Father. Your word says. says, Okay, stop right here. You want to say this word like a bad actor. A good actor is very subtle. A bad actor overacts. You want to say this word. You want to overemphasize and lift your voice and act it out. Because the stronger you say it, the more you'll experience it. Here we go again. Thank you, Father. 1 Peter 2, 2, 24, 24, says, By his stripes, stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, I I am healed. healed. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) The joy of the Lord Lord is my strength. I believe. Joy and peace peace. in believing. believing. (laughs) I'm a believer. I I have a measure measure of the God kind of faith. faith. Now you can put your hand on your belly and let's say that again. I I have a measure measure. of the God kind of faith. The Bible calls me me a believer. believer. No matter what it looks like. 
good, no matter what it feels like. The Bible says, oh, I'm a believer. And I have a measure, good, of the God kind of faith. The same spirit who raised Jesus, good, from the dead, who made him alive. Yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, as we're looking for, that's good, with the tickle, tickle, the divine tickle, Holly. The same spirit who made him alive, who healed him of what killed him, and then worked miracles in him, and then raised him from the dead. And didn't stop there. That same spirit that lives in my belly, Glorified his body, glorified his body. <laughs> and raised him up, raised him up. To, be to be seated in a whole new life. Whole new life. That, same that same spirit dwells in me. That same spirit. I don't care what it looks like. Good. I don't care what it feels like. It's making me alive. It's making me alive. It's changing. Every cell, Every cell in my body, in my body. Right, now. right now. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, made him alive, dwells in me. He's rising up. He's changing my body chemistry. He's changing the sinew and bones. Good. He's changing my physical body. He's changing my physical body. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. I don't have to know what's wrong with me. I don't have to know what's wrong with me. Because I know somebody, I know somebody. <laughs> that's working in me. That's working in me. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. 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 Now let's breathe in deep again. Good. And breathe out. Hallelujah. One more time, breathe him in and breathe out. I thank you, Father. Uh, in Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. Good. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of fear. I bind you. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's good to be giggling around doing this. Ha, ha, ha. Because, see, my name is written in heaven. I live in the heavenly realm. I live in the glory, in the face. And then I just come around and dance on his head every now and then. <laughs> Hallelujah. I bind the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. We're going to do a little bit different here. I don't care even if I feel afraid. I don't go by feelings. <laughs> by faith. I'm not afraid. I thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I bind doubt and unbelief. 
I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. I'm like the monkeys. <laughs> I'm a believer. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have a measure of the God kind of faith. That spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, he dwells in me. You are quickening. You are making alive. You are changing every cell in my body right now. You're working in my chemistry. You're working in my blood. You're working in my brain. My brain is strong. I have the mind of Christ. The Holy Ghost brings things to my remembrance. I'm not a forgetter. Good, I'm a rememberer. My mind is strong. I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. By his stripes, I was healed. Jesus could have just died for my sin. He could have been beheaded and quickly died. But he said no. I'll be tortured. I'm going to let them rip my body apart so I can pay a price for my kids, not only spiritually, but physically. Oh, Father God, I do honor to that price that was paid by his stripes. By his beatings, by his torture, I was healed. If I was healed, ha ha ha, I am healed. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha, I am healed. Glory to, God. Glory to God. Now, Father, I thank you. A crown of thorns was shoved into his head. He paid a price for my mind, for my brain. Uh, he paid a price for people with Alzheimer's. So we say, we and our own, us and our families, Walk in the healing power of God. Thank you, Father. Our mind belongs to God. Belongs to God. My, body my body is for the Lord. For the and the Lord, the Lord is for my body. For my body. I'm, bone bone. I'm bone of his bone. I'm flesh of his flesh. Flesh of his flesh. <laughs> I thank you, Father. I thank when I speak your word, it is medicine to me. Powerful medicine to me. Oh, the medicine of God is working in my body right now. Again, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I'm not a feeling. I'm not a body. That's a good one. I'm not a body. 
Therefore, symptoms do not tell me what to do. I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. And I'm the captain of this boat. And I say, this body, this boat is going into healing waters. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I thank you. you. The scriptures say say, a river of life life is coming out of my belly, (laughs) flowing through my body. body. Oh, I thank you. you. That the Bible says that life, that that river of life, life, pure life, it even becomes a fountain in me. Like the fountain of youth. It's rising up in me right now. It's quickening my mortal body. It's changing my mortal body. My immune system is so strong. <laughs> By the power of God. My immune system is so strong. It's flowing through me. To me. And it's even flowing out to other people. Hallelujah. The same spirit who raised Christ from the dead, who worked miracles. He's working miracles. In me right now, the miracle worker is working in me. Miracles. Right now. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and and used the power gifts to raise him from the dead and then glorify his body. The same spirit that rested on the disciples. There you go. The same spirit in the book of Acts lives in me. And I say... I can have what I say. Uh, The God kind of faith says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the stuff he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. Oh, I'm saying a lot. (laughs) And I'm getting a lot. Hallelujah, Lord. By his stripes, I was healed. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is moving in my body right now. Ha 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 And I give him a shout. Hallelujah Lord Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hit those gushers, right? Hallelujah. We 
thank you the Holy Ghost is moving in bodies, Father God. Hallelujah. We can see glory on faces. Hallelujah. The power of the Spirit resting upon people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So thankful for people who speak the word of God robustly in this kind of atmosphere. For they strengthen the anointing by their yieldedness. And other people get healed through their obedience. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So I don't know what happened, but while we were speaking, my clock changed. I don't know what happened. But uh, yeah, we did a staunch 15 minutes, and we might be one minute over. Hallelujah. But just in this amount of time, you can sense his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're at the top of the hour, so we are going to stop. Hallelujah. Um, And we don't go by feelings. We're very violent with people. Well, I don't care if you felt anything or not. Bosworth said, if you get encouraged because your symptoms changed, well, God might see fit to pull back just to make sure you trust the Lord in his word. Hallelujah. But we still do when we're believing God to work testimonies into it, you know. But did anyone feel any kind of change in their body while we were speaking? Any kind of change at all? Miss Joy at all? Hallelujah. Do you know what part it was? Good. I saw you moving your legs too. Hallelujah. Well, we just thank you, Father, that Miss Joy's legs are getting stronger. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be doing some of those scriptures, too. I thank you. You make my feet like hinds feet, Father God. Uh, I'm going to look up all these feet and lame scriptures. We just thank you, Father God, that the Holy Ghost is at work in her legs and her feet. And I thank you that she not only spoke the word, she started moving her little legs and feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we had a woman, so you can cut it if you want, but we had a woman we're working with, and uh, she was a raging alcoholic. And, uh, well, she had multiple, I don't know, a muscle disease. And Lonnie told her this. He said, why don't you just start saying this? Because, you know, I wanted to give her Christ a healer and Brother Moore and rah, rah, you know. And Lonnie just looked her in the face and goes, why don't you just start saying the Lord's helping me? Lord's helping me, and I'm getting better every day. Right. You know, it's totally scriptural, but I... I also want a scripture in there, so do a scripture. <laughs> like uh, Romans 8, 11, or 1 Peter 2, 24. But keeping it simple along with that, I'm getting better every day. I thank you. I'm getting better every day. Lord's helping me. I'm getting better every day. She came right out of alcoholism, just saying that little phrase. You know? So we thank God we're getting better every day. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, thank you for shopping, uh, Birth and Family Church. And this is one of the last of my 400 services. Praise God. But I feel strengthened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) There you go. And uh, Miss Joy, we're trying to get people links now to Healing School. So, you know, if you're wanting to dial in and stuff like that, we're working with Pastor David Kramer to find out how to do that. So, you know, it's cool. So, anyway, I don't know what to do. The (laughs) Baha'iya. Look, look, everything's so messy over here. Because I totally had no time to prepare. Uh, blind as a bat. Isn't it interesting how we're sensing the difference between information? Uh huh. That's the difference. And revelation. That's right. You work in it, actually. It's it's faith without corresponding actions yeah. Yeah. is dead. And when we start responding with the Word of God, yes. believing it, yes. saying it. Yes. Did you sense something rise up inside of you? You know, he said that he'd be a well of water in us springing up into everlasting life. It's that everlasting life that springs up in us while we're confessing and believing and getting excited and joyful about the word. 
that's what causes it to rise up to feed the alligator. I love that illustration. That was tremendous. You know, we're the ones that spring. It causes that well to spring up. And so this has just been so awesome, awesome to me. I, I really think it's something that that I've been looking for to to put into action to implement what we've been teaching about divine healing. It's one thing to talk about it, but then when you begin to practice it yes. as a reality and believe it and, and, and you're saying it and you start allowing it to work, that's, what, that's when we're going to see the results. Yes, Amen? So, as Miss Dana was talking about fear, I wrote down, fear is the enemy of faith. Or could we just say fear is is the enemy of the healing we desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. It really is. Amen. And the devil needs a point of contact mm -hmm. so we can relate to fear. Mm -hmm. You know, like our ancestors. My mom had this, so that means I guess I have to right, have it. Right? right? There's, it, see, he's, he's making it look like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. This is just the way it is. He's a very good liar. Yes, he is. And he holds his his cards in such a way that you can't read his yeah. hand. Yeah. And so, really, sometimes fear can be the, the greatest enemy. You know, isn't it interesting that when Jesus saw his disciples, the Bible says he abradeth them. Hmm. He chewed them out hmm. for the hardness of heart right. and for doubt. Or could I say unbelief? Yeah. Well, see, that's the, the that's just the byproduct of fear. Yeah. And so, when we conquer that, <clears throat> when we displace fear, then our faith becomes fully activated. So I I wrote this down. I said, "Fear is the enemy of faith." And then, kind of like a psalm rose up in me, and I heard this: by overcoming fear by displacing it with faith will cause your healing to manifest in you. And isn't, it, isn't that simple? Overcome fear by displacing it with faith will cause your healing to manifest in you. Well, hallelujah. Very profound. Amen. So, is there someone, let's just say, uh, we're going to take up an offering. Can we say that? Can we say that in church? Let's say that. We're taking up an offering. Did you hear me out there in streamland? We're taking up an offering. Hallelujah. What's that? Well, you know what it is, and I hope you can get involved. Amen. So, let's, uh, let's go ahead. Again, all that comes in is going to our guest speaker, and it's going to bless her as it blesses you and Lonnie sure Lonnie too and uh, it's, it's so interesting that every time the Lord gives us instruction to do something it always ricochets back to us as well you know he, he, the way he has set up his kingdom is so awesome Jesus I want you to die for humanity because of it, it brought all of us to him. Wow. Amen. 
Isn't that something? Yeah. And so in giving, we have, we, we've got to be careful that, we just, that we're just looking at the one side of the exchange. It, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. It makes your money a spiritual force. It converts it. It converts it into a spiritual force that enables the gospel to be preached. And that's why the devil hates prosperity. Hates it. Hates it. Could I say he's afraid of it? So we ain't scared. <laughs> Money's a tool. It's, ne it's neither good or evil. We use it for good. We tell money to be good. Because we use it to preach the gospel to the world. Amen? So to be good stewards, yes, we give. But then we also have to believe with our faith for more to continue to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The farmer just doesn't farm the one year and plant seed one year and then expect to live off that one seed for the rest of his life. No, every year, every season, he's sowing seed. Amen? And so are we. So, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. This simple act of returning to the Lord what he's prospered us with is a spiritual force that facilitates and underwrites the mission of Jesus Christ on the earth. And it causes that blessing of salvation and redemption to be found in the hearts of men. So as we as we so into Lonnie and Dana's ministry. Father, it's an international ministry. It's not, a it's not just a church here or a church there. No, it's an arm reaching out to the nations, reaching out to humanity with the truth of the Word of God in teaching any level of believer to implement and to unleash its power into their life and into the lives of those around them. Akoshaba, Esidido Doras Dangas Deas, Enje Kishe Kamundo. And so I, I, it just seems that I heard inside me that, yeah, you're seeing that which is being done in your midst, but what's going on is so much greater than you can even imagine. It's like an iceberg floating by you and you see it and oh yeah, it's big. But beneath the level of that water is something much greater that you cannot see. Yet it's real. Yet it's there causing what you do see to be pushed up and become buoyant. So understand 
that in your ministry, that, that which you have, you have strove and labored, it seems like such a long time. The Lord is saying is the roots of this ministry that I gave you is now like that iceberg. And there's much more beneath you because of your labor and your trust in me than you realize. And that's what's going to project you and launch you into all that you've seen in your hearts. So understand that I heard tipping point. It seems like you've passed that tipping point. <laughs> and you're coming into a season of reaping from your labors. And that fruit is what's going to propel you into those areas of ministry that you've hungered and thirst for. Yeah, that means personnel. Yes, that means uh, land and buildings. Yes, that means a greater increase of monies and resources. So continue to labor. Continue to strive. But also rest in knowing that you're past that tipping point now. And greater things are going to manifest for you. And so great joy. Great joy! Great joy! Great joy! Great joy! Breaks forth in your heart. Because this now is not just the season of sowing, but it's now the season of harvest. Thank you, Lord. And so that's what we're giving into tonight. Amen. We're not giving to a person, per se. We're giving to the plan of God. Amen. We're giving to the, the mission of Christ. We're taking that which is natural and temporary, and we're exchanging it into something that's eternal. Ready to give? Come wait on the people. Glory to God.